There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, hustlers. We know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business or, let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you. Introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute drowning in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash payroll starter monthly 5K. If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. The Hustle Share Podcast is brought to you by PDAX. PDAX is a homegrown cryptocurrency exchange that offers the best rates among local cryptocurrency exchanges. Download the PDAX app now on the Google Play Store, App Store, or Huawei App Gallery. Start trading Bitcoin, Ethereum, and other cryptocurrencies for as low as 50 pesos by signing up on podlink.co slash hustlesharepdax. Also powered by Podmachine, the simplest way to grow and edit your podcast. Sign up now at podmachine.com and use the code HUSTLESHARE to get one free edit. What me and David are very good at is, you know, default alive and default dead. We are stubbornly alive. Even if it's like we have, you know, two weeks worth of salary, it's we're not going to give up. Welcome to HUSTLESHARE. The podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences, but that our hustles are very much alike. Now here's your host, Ronster Beitiong. Welcome to the latest episode of the Sure Podcast. We got the guys. They had a name change. They had a... It's like, you know, when Undertaker was the dead man, he became the American badass. But for good. But this is the equivalent of that because this startup will never, ever die. Just like the Undertaker. But before we get carried away, let's welcome to the show the Comeback Kids. You know, I've only done this with Ray Rifundo, or he's done it twice, right? Mr. Josh Shuban and David Marquez of Shipmates. Whoop, whoop. Welcome back. Put up, put up. 
Thanks for having us, Ron. Having us. I'm not going to welcome you to the show because you've been here before, Ines. We've been in the actual one. We were right. in the office in Pasig, right? Yes, we were there. That's correct. Again, the last time you were here, we were still in the studio, January 2020. Your startup was still called Expand. So if you guys want to know the backstory of these guys, don't listen to this episode. Pause it right now. Go to uh, Hustle Share, January 2020. This is literally right before the lockdowns. We were all happy and all that. Like, holy shit. Little did we know that we're going to get fucked up because of this pandemic. So if you want to know the backstory of these guys, go and listen to that app. Because today, where we're going to start off of is going to be what happened there from the last time we had them and here. But before I get carried away again, I need to ask you. The million-dollar question. Guys, what's your hustle? Our hustle is Shipmates right now. So Shipmates is a shipping uh, platform here in the Philippines that connects uh, different online channels like Shopify and WooCommerce to different couriers here in the Philippines. So when we say couriers, we also connect them to on-demand and and standard. So we're the only one who does it in the Philippines right now. Uh, if you have a Shopify, all your orders feed straight into Shipmates. And then from there, you can choose, let's say, Lala Move, And then somebody picks up your item right away. You don't have to go to the Lala Move app and you know book it one by one. And if you want to ship, let's say, to Mindanao, uh, you can pick JNT. And JNT just goes to you, picks up the item. And you don't have to go to a mall, drop it off in a hub. Everything is automated. And that's what we're doing right now. That's amazing. And, and if, if I remember correctly, is it, this isn't too far out from what you did before. Right. Uh, this is still yeah. there's still semblance of expanse here and 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 everything. But again, before I get carried away, you've been here before. You're you're a second timer to ride this out because now we're gonna go all the way back, not to where it started, but to January 2020. So I need you guys to buckle up because we're gonna have to ride the hustle share time machine. <laughs> We are back in the year 2020 before the pandemic with both all of us were still single. Uh, we weren't married. <laughs> and now we're men with the hardware. Solely different life. You know, happy wife, happy life. That's our common motto. But I'll talk to Devo first. Okay, January 2020. Let's just remind ourselves. What was Expanse back then? And where were you guys at? Product-wise, startup-wise. A quick background for expansions. We were helping brands go online. Josh and I have backgrounds from e-commerce. He comes from retail. And there are, yeah. e-commerce is becoming a big thing, right? Uh, yeah, you too. And e-commerce is becoming a big thing. And there's still a lot of stores that needed to turn and in, transition into e-commerce stores. So we said, you know, hey, we'd like to build websites for you. And that's what Expanse was doing. And so we did things from setting up their website to adding in their products, and then also eventually connecting the couriers to their e-commerce websites, right? So we were doing that for, what, since 2017, actually. So we had a lot of brands aboard. And at this point, I think we were, what, 20 people in Ortigas. And that's it. Like, we were helping different brands do this. Um, So basically an e-commerce agency. Right. Now, in, in that said, again, January 2020, this is right before the pandemic. What, where were you guys as a startup? Is this, would you say you had product market fit? Are you in the process of, are you profitable? Where, where were you guys there? And team-wise, you have a team of 20, sizable. 
but still manageable that everything can be direct one down with you. There's no multiple layers of people here. But was it in a healthy uh, thing or were you reliant on, did you need funding at that point to propel where you needed to be? Um, traction wise, there are, if you, if you know anything about retail in the Philippines, there are five retail brands that control, I don't know, 98% of the brands. And I won't name them, but there are five. At that point, we had four of those groups uh, wow. in, in Expand. So we were doing a lot we're of work. We were the one stone away from filling up the gauntlet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and so we, when David and I started uh, Expands, um, we never raised money for it. It was, yeah. you know, we, we were running it like a traditional business where we wanted it to be profitable. Mm-hmm. We wanted it to be self-sustaining. And I think Paul mentioned this before, Paul Pajo. Like, yep. Usually, if you run a Chinese business or a Chinese-style business, it's lucky if it gets two years. We were at the, what, three-year for almost the fourth-year mark for this. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then uh, startups wasn't a thing, right? In 2017, there's not a lot of startups and not a lot of people going there. Um, we never felt the need to raise. Uh, but right around when we first met you, that's when we started talking to some investors. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were excited excited about it. Yeah. Uh, uh, even offering left and right stuff like that, but wow. I will admit to this: like me and David didn't know how to run a startup. We knew how to we knew how e-commerce works in the Philippines. I knew how brick and mortar works in the Philippines. He right. knows how logistics works in the Philippines. But startup wise, we were never there, right? Yeah. We didn't know how to run a startup yet. Right. Like, and learning from that man, like one of the biggest things that changed our is our mindset. Like. We were kind of running like a small business, like a mom and pop, like doing, yeah, sure, we have all the contracts and stuff, but it's it's a different mindset when you're when you're doing a startup, right? And that's one thing we didn't realize at that mm-hmm. time. So uh had to do a lot of relearning, definitely. And that's what I want to d- dissect here. So Devo. At that point, we were running it like a business. It was just go and go and go from one project to another. Some of the clients that we had would ask for another project after they just finished one. And so I just like, go, go, go. And I think when the pandemic hit, it just like froze. Shit. Because we're helping them transport physical stuff and nobody could go out, nobody could go around. And so we, everybody just took a break. Right? And we didn't know how bad it would be at that time. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, they'll be back. We'll just maintain them. Maybe take a quick break. Uh, that break became really long. <laughs> right. So that's what I want to know. Because I've always rooted for everyone again, especially those ones that have had you. I always cheer for you in the sidelines. You just don't know it. But I remember you in a very healthy spot. But And again, a lot of startups would say, yeah, the pandemic was a boon for us. It was a, it was a, a changer. But you said that for you guys, it was a long wait. How bad did it go from, again, okay, we'll be fine. But no, it was locked down for a year and a half, right? What were the, the tough pills you had to swallow during that time? One thing we realized that the product we had or the business model we had before was super wrong, where what made Expanse valuable and what people liked about us was the API to the couriers. We were the only one doing that at the time. Right. That's what we did special, basically, because anybody, any bozo can make a website. Any, anybody can do SEO. Not like Devo, like though. There you go. Mm. But David, <laughs> David was doing back end. Mm. He wasn't even doing the websites yet. So what we realized is, what made this valuable, it took so many layers for brands to adopt. So we had to, you know, break. So this is, man, this was, we started in 2017, 2019, right? And we met in 2019. The value of e commerce in 2019 was what? Three billion? It was nothing in the Philippines. And 
then it hit 12 billion the next year because of the pandemic. Yeah. So you would think that it's natural to assume that us being an e-commerce agency, like, okay, this makes sense, right? Like, okay, you're going to boom here. But the thing is, websites, SEO, all of those business things, we tanked that. Like, that wasn't our business. We were like, hey, we'll, get, we'll give it to you basically for free. All we want you to do is use our shipping platform. Aye. That's like the whole mindset behind it. So the tough pill we had to swallow is like, hey, this side, this like 70% of our business is wrong. Like the 30% that makes it special, we're not focusing enough you know, resources. We're not looking at it more clearly. Right. And that's what the, the pandemic taught us. Like, And there was a time also you can't ship. Like, I don't know if you remember this, yeah. but the first three months, couriers weren't allowed to go out. Like, yep. It was dead everywhere. So the thing that made us special, we had to stop it as well. And so we were like, oh, damn it. Like, what's okay. going on? So yeah, it had me and David had to go back and forth. Like, do we want to do this? And if we're going to do this, what's the thing we have to adjust basically? And that's what I want to find out. Because a lot of startups, regardless of pandemic, there will always be a wall, right? When you get hit in the face and you've been thriving for the past three years before this happened. And again, nobody was prepared for, for that wall to hit, but it all hit us, hit us at the same time. When that wall, you, when you hit that wall, right? And you said that question that you guys were asking yourselves, like, all right, what is the pivot? What were the things at stake? Because you had, you had a 20-man team. Again, it's not just a pivot. There's multiple layers to this as well that, okay, do we have to let go of clients? Do we have to let go of people? And more importantly, I want to find out how was that like as a founder? Because, bruh, remember in when we met, I still had Chatbot PH. Right. Yeah. That also suffered. Good thing I had PE. So it wasn't as devastating because I, the, the passion was still being fueled by something. But that was also a casualty of the, the yeah. pandemic. It wasn't my call, but yeah, it, that was tough. But I'm not here to talk about our shit, my shit. But what, what happened to you guys? It, it, it's common to share your story because everybody was just suffering in different stages and different and people say oh e-commerce is booming for the pandemic but no like there's still everyone still took a hit and so if you're asking about like what stakes uh, what was on the line for us like one we had a big team at least 20 for us was big okay. um we had a new office that we just renovated yeah. <laughs> and we had to let that like go of three months oh right? my like, god right exactly. three months yeah uh so i remember we had a office uh dedication it's like oh no what happened to that um and so <laughs> there was that right um but if you think about it for the life of expanse though if you're saying that we we don't die, actually we've gone through expanse like Josh and I have come really close two times, two major times where we're just like, okay, pause, we need to pivot. So this is not the first time we're pivoting together, right? So the pandemic just like, okay, you know, take a break, take it as it is. And I was just telling Josh, Josh, I'm not gonna give up. Actually, Josh is like trying to take care of everything, right? Like a lot of stuff needed to be paid. I'm talking with the suppliers and to the um, to the team and I was like behind the scenes I was like okay this is not looking good it's not looking good I was thinking around I was like hey you know what if we just in my head I was like I still want courier I want I still want to be able to access a courier from command line like I'm just very like it's never been done in the Philippines like you can't do that in the states you can do that but it's like I want to be able to find out how much girl I want to be able to book a lot of move just through code right nice and so I said you know what what did I make that happen um, and then eventually, while I was thinking, I was like, huh, this actually looks like a product. 
right? And I was like, Josh, Josh, I got something, right? It might not be something right now, but what do you think about this? What do you think about this? So, and so I guess that's the spirit of just like not giving up, right? Just like finding the next thing that you can do. So that's kind of our DNA. I'll just ask you real quick uh, to, to double down on that. Sure. Doubt is the scariest thing during that time. I've been through that. I've lost a startup. And I know that deep inside, there's this, again, there, that's, that fire will always going to be there. But that motherfucker called doubt will really knock hard at that time. How did you even fool yourself to listen to the right side when that doubt is really knocking hard and you're just like, can you really do it? And everything is, uh, all the signs, uh, all, it looks like all the odds are not in your favor. I mean, the, the quick generalization type of, generalist type of answer for me is like, just don't die. <laughs> Cockroach startup mode. There you go. Uh, no, but, but I want to hear Josh's take on this. How about you, Josh? So, what was what that? That what motherfucker knocks hard. Yeah. So, yeah, well, it's not a, it's not, it's not, you know, a secret. Like everybody was hyping us up, right? Like yeah. at the time, like people were like, "Hey, this is the next guy. Yep. They're gonna make it." Uh, shit like that. And you know, for me, I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Like you don't want to die. But for me, the reason I don't want to die is because. It's not that I'm buying into my hype, but it's like I don't want to be, you know, ashamed. Like I, I don't want to feel that shame. Like I, I want to prove people right. Like people who bet on us, I want to prove them right. Mm-hmm. I want to prove myself right. Like I know I can do this. Like okay, so I, sure, here's a setback here and there. But what me and David are very good at is, you know, default alive and default dead. We are stubbornly alive, yes. even if it's like. We have, you know, two weeks worth of salary. It's we're not gonna give up. Like we're gonna find a way. So just to fast forward a bit. So mm-hmm. okay, so we had to, you know, let go of people. We had how many? Go, yeah, how how lean did you go? All of them. All oh of them. my god! Holy yeah, we were like. Goodness. So here's the thing. So when you think that e-commerce is booming, right? But again, we're working with brands like brick and mortar brands. So these guys didn't have a brick and mortar space for a year. Right. Yeah, those guys like like the the malls would help them by not paying them rent. So they would ask the same thing from us, like, "Hey, can you stop uh, charging the monthly for for the website yeah. because the business is just dead? Like they had to yeah, close down and there was no money coming in and stuff like that. So they couldn't pay us. Like they, they want to pay us, but it like takes a year. It takes a year and a half. And we were like, okay. Is this worth it to, to salvage, right? Is expanse worth it to salvage? And just going back to the first point, we knew what made the special and we knew you know what, what can make it. Like it's not the whole service industry, you know, building a website, it's not the e-commerce enabler. It was the shipping platform. And we had that. So I, can I just tell the story? Like, how does this work? Do you want me to just tell the story? Oh. All right, sure. So okay, we were let go of everybody. We're like, this is I, I remember sending the email out, like, this is the hardest thing I have to do. But, you know, me and David have to focus on one thing that, and that's Shipmate. So that was hard. It was really hard. These guys were my friends. They were banking on us for like three years. But you got to do what you got to do because, you know, we knew that this was the thing. Like we knew this is the thing that's going to, you know, hit and stuff. So David built, built a version one. And then the next question in our head is, so how do we run it like a startup this time? Like pure SaaS play. How do we run it as a startup? The first thing in our head was get into YC. Because we want, because that was a dream of ours, like for a long time. But we were running a business; it's not a YC company and stuff. So last year, the first thing we did was, okay, let's get into YC. If we get in, let's take it as a sign that you know this is something we should work on. Right. So 
I remember we got into the interview stage and you know, I don't know if anybody knows this, but if you get into the interview stage, you're part of the top 10% yeah. in the batch. So YC talks to what 20K uh, startups all over the world in one batch. And if you make it to the 10%, you're one of the, if you make it to the interview stage, you're one of the 10% that, you know, you're that pretty close. Exceptional. You're pretty close. And then from the 10%, they're going to get 1%. Yeah. So we got into the interview stage. We were talking to our current partner and he was like, and the thing is, is we had to prepare for it. We were talking to everybody to, to prepare for it. And another blow, we didn't get in. And for uh, me and David, I was like, the moment they, they sent the email that, I'm sorry, Josh, I, I'm sorry, guys, like, we like the product, just come back uh, when you have traction or something like that. Because it, it, at that time, it was just an idea for us. So when we sent that email, that email got sent, we were like, damn, another blow. And honestly, I was super super close to quitting super close and then david was like huh let me write about this so david wrote a blog and it was like hey i didn't get into yc but this is my experience blah 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 okay we'll that link blog, that in the show notes okay there you go sure yeah, yeah. And then he, he wrote a blog last year about how how it felt not getting in and fine that was cool but what came of that blog is our first angel checks <laughs> ah, so amazing. we got a few angel checks to come in and at least there's some you know spark there's some spark yeah. here. And then we got into iterative. Like, okay, so let's dish the YC dream. Let's get into at least an accelerator. Right. And then from there, those small steps there, that's what, for me at least, that's what kind of formed our you know, thinking on how to run a startup. Also, side note, David was doing a clubhouse with Paul Pajo. And that also helped. I remember. Lowered <laughs> startups and stuff. Just, you know, just something to do in the pandemic. Right. right? So... Yeah, so that's one thing that we had to learn during. So how do we, you know, stop running a business? How do we run a startup? How do we fundraise for a startup? So, Got it. Yeah. All right. Now let's take our first break, and when we come back, that's when I, what I want to find out. How what was your experience in iterative? How did you then pivot from business to startup? Because majority of the time it's startup to business. How do you become a business from running a startup? But this time you had to unlearn, and I want to find out more about that. But let's talk about that more after the break. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact 24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. 
calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages. This is your chance to accelerate their growth. Submit your pitch to Impact24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. What's in it for you? How about up to 500,000 pesos in MVP project support, exclusive credits from industry partners, personalized mentoring, and a shot to pitch at SASCON PH, the country's biggest SAS conference this April. But yo, you gotta hurry up because submissions close on January 26, 2024 already. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your startup to new heights. Apply now at sasschallenge.ph. That's sasschallenge.ph. And good luck and I'll see you guys in Impact 24. And we're back in the break. We are still with Josh and Devo again, who told us the hard truth. And I love it when you guys, when when founders like this come clean, because I know how it feels when when Josh was telling about you, you know how hard it was. You had to let go. I know that pain, but you guys managed to survive. And there's one thing that also was in your favor, which was great. This is a blessing in disguise. You didn't get your first check yet, so the pivot did not require talking to so many people that, hey, guys, we're going to pivot, we're, di- we're dying. Because ad- with ad- that additional pressure, imagine if you had angels and you're going to have to tell them one by one, hey, we don't have runway, we're, we're fucked. That's a double whammy, right? Uh, and it's scared. And now it, it, this allowed you to come into uh, this pivot with a clean slate with having the same company, but just a different approach. And that's what I want to find out. Josh, you said about when you started doing this, you were running a business, not a startup. What were the fundamental things that you had to unlearn and now learn to prepare you for startup growth? I guess for me, and David knows this, it's like waiting to be perfect. That's one thing. So before, if you're in a business, you know, you want to, you know, make everything clean and nice before you invite people to your home, right? Like mm-hmm. you know, take out the trash, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. But in startups, like what we learned from iterative and you know, eventually also YC, um, is just launch it, man. Like if you're not ashamed of what you first launched, then you're doing something wrong because you have to get out there, get feedback, and whatever you have, just launch it. So that's one thing. So uh, me and David, like we had, the, we are ha- we're, we have the privilege now of like talking to a lot of startups. Like they're asking for your help, like what to think, and that's number one. Just launch the damn thing. Yep. Like nobody cares about you right now. Just launch it, put it out there, and mm-hmm. then try your best. Yeah, got it. But Dave, I'll go go to you. Why did Why did you have to change the name from Expanse to Shipmates? Is there is that a fundamental thing also of why? Like, all right, we're we're changing this. Is that just symbolic, or was there a bigger vision on what you're trying to chase now? See, of course, like everything took a break, right? And it's like, okay, we have something new. It's still like some of the technology comes from Expanse, right? But like, um, but I remember uh, Josh's wife, Kai, she came up with a name. She came up with Shipmates. I was like, oh, this is much better than Expanse, right? Like, <laughs> and people will say, oh, I know Expanse because they're like this. I, I mean, it's just a branding thing, right? When people say, oh, this is Expanse, like they're known as an e-commerce enabler, right? And that's not what we're supposed to be. Um, and at the same time, there are just like so many startup companies that start with X. Ah. So it's like, we're done. You're That's not owned by Nick Toledo, okay? First of all. all right. <laughs> I, I didn't mention any names, but if you have to. There you go. So, not a sure no, pass product. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. There you go. It's a shipmates. Okay. 
So there you go. That, that, that's the opportunity. Like you say, oh, new name, shipmates. Sounds cool. Um, it's a bit like Postmates, right? Like mm-hmm. in, in the States. So there you go. All right. Now, so what are the fundamental things that you had to change? Let's talk about product first because this is your baby. Again, you've been tinkering around the whole time, the whole pandemic. But what was that eureka moment? You said that, hey, I might have something here, Josh. What was that like? And how did you then double down? It wasn't perfect. And you had to ship it for, for sure. That was bug city on bug city for sure. What was that like product-wise? For us, one, we, we, we were building for enterprise clients. So that was the biggest one. We said, you know, um, there are a lot more businesses who aren't enterprise, so the small and mediums. And so how do we turn our software into something that anybody can use, any, any SME can use? Got so that's the biggest shift. And so changing all of that, same for the tech, the way we build courier code, um, we used to connect to only one courier at a time. Mm. And then this time with shipmates, it's like any courier out there. Um, you can start checking and building all of that. And so we wow. launched that version. It, that was pretty much the biggest change uh, on that front. And we also had a couple of friends who had businesses. And they said, okay, hey, do you mind using this? Like, we'd love to get your feedback. Please try it out, right? So that's how V1 uh, of Shipmates started. Got it. Now, again, iterative forces you to iterate. Right, and I've had uh, I've had the opportunity to had Suken on the show. Uh, that was my I think third year anniversary episode. So again, learned a lot. Um, and they patterned their program to YC. I've also got a chance to talk to Brian when he went over here earlier this year, and I, I caught you guys uh, there as well. But I want to understand again. So product is already a different mindset. You're ch- instead of chasing whales, doing you know doing a lot of hand holding and enterprise. You want to make sure. That it's as DIY as possible, right? But in terms of hustling, in terms of customer acquisition, Josh, Iterative has a very stringent week-on-week growth target. 7%. Yeah, 7%. Right? How did you guys even adhere to that? Because not, not everybody can keep up. Oh, this is controversial. We didn't. Mm. We didn't get to do 7% week-on-week. Okay. Yeah. It's mainly because we were still at the learning space. Got it. That time, we got into Iterative. We had a few angel checks on board, okay. so we knew what to do. But I was still like thinking, like, okay, this is, you know, I'm gonna still talk to the brands and stuff like that. I, I'm gonna find like, your old I, habits. My, my old habits, yeah. Like, I couldn't kill it. Like, and I was like, I was waiting for it to be perfect. I, I was waiting, to, you know, to have something sellable. But yeah, like we didn't hit our targets in iterative. But that wasn't for me, at least. That wasn't the point of iterative because. Okay, so what's nice about iterative is yes, you have a a, a growth goal, Correct. but it's whatever you need it to be. So Suken played a you know played a huge role in helping us build the product out. Like he had access to our Figma, he was looking through it, and and, and sure they got mad here and there where you know you don't hit your targets and stuff, but that wasn't the point. Like the point was what's the mental realignment, right? And Sukan helped a lot with that. Like I, that's where I was finally asking questions. Okay, so what are investors looking for? What should I be as, as a founder? Like, And yeah, a lot of our conversations started there because we had to le- unlearn a lot of stuff. Around that time also, my wife just started, you know, watching Game of Thrones because mm-hmm. I watched Game of Thrones since season one and she wanted to catch up and mm-hmm. she watched all the seasons. And I remember watching it with her and then, the the line there is uh, I I remember like somebody telling Jon Snow that uh, you know you nothing. Have to kill the boy. <laughs> <laughs> True, <laughs> that applies. But did your wife tell you was... that you know nothing? 
All right. Uh, Not this time. So okay. Just kidding. Uh, but yeah, but what the line that always got me there was, "Kill the boy, Jon Snow. Like kill the boy." And that's one thing that helped, it had helped with, like killing the boy in inside of us. Got it. Yeah, you have to grow up as a man. You know, you're no longer that kid. And again, it's an internal battle. And sometimes it's not about metrics. It's sometimes the realignment of who you are and who you need to be in that moment in time. Because as much as the, the, the startup can be a journey of you guys combined, but it's also sometimes an internal journey of your maturity and self-mastery. Because as you mature faster and you unlearn and you know become more humble as you go, then your start, startup is better off of it because you're, you're going to be a better leader. You're going to be a better co-founder and all those things. But I want to find out two things. First off, did your dynamic as co-founders also evolve? How did, how, what were the biggest changes that you had to do? Because again, it, a lot of it is internal, but did your dynamics also change uh, as you're trying to operate as a high growth startup now? What was that like? Started working in 2017. Um, in the early days of Expanse, we, we were roommates. So this is like really just mind melding, talking about things. Uh, and then once we launched Expanse and things were going well, um, and then once we took a break, we realized, okay, you know, we did okay, but there were points where I did poorly, Josh did poorly, and this time we're just gonna work on those things. Like, oh, you know, so blind spots. Really, there were more blind spots that we uncovered, and we said, okay. Um, let's just make sure that we take care of that. So it didn't shift in such a massive way, but it's like more learnings uh, that we brought along and I guess we approved from there. What were those blind spots? You give, give me an example. Because again, a lot of people that would probably listen to this be like, all right, I've been with this guy, but sometimes that pause or that break will give you perspective. Because when you're in the trenches too long, like you're a sniper, mm-hmm. but again, you will always overlook something. But what were those little nuances that you now see? Maybe for me, uh, maybe Josh, you can share your own. But for me, it's just like at expanse at the height of it, it was just like, this is my lane. I'm going to stay in my lane. This is your lane. You're going to do this. Very rare do we like collaborate and say, hey, I think Josh, you know, you can do a better. No, there's none of that. Right. But when we started working here at Shipmates, we'd be like, I'm doing my thing. But Josh, you've seen me do this before. I'm open to any feedback that you have and vice versa. God. So much better there. Right. Like that one. That's the biggest one for us. Like, Okay, we got to do this thing together, work very closely. I will talk about, like, I won't talk to fundry, I, don't, mm-hmm. I won't talk to investors as much as Josh. But then when it comes to like some strategy, I would at least collaborate with him. When it comes to product, Josh also talks about product as well with me and the team. So it's made us a better team when, when that happened. Josh, how about you? For me, Ron, um, there's the one thing that improved from like 2019, Josh, and now Josh is I'm a better fundraiser now. There you go. <laughs> I wasn't good. I wasn't good at that money. before. I wasn't good at it before. And it took me like 70 pitches like to different different people to to, to. so after iterative, we had a demo day. So after demo day, I talked to 70 guys and I was like, hey, this is the guy, this is the product. Uh-huh. We raised a couple of like, we raised some more money, like just to help us get into like the next stage and stuff. But uh nothing like nothing too fancy and stuff. Because I had to also learn that. Like when we go when we go through our accelerators, and one of the things that we miss sometimes is when you're fundraising, that's the only thing you're supposed to be doing. And that's like in bold in like the, yep. the YC Bible where that's the only thing you're supposed to be doing. And I hated doing that before. Like, I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to be bothered. Like, for me, I want to grow a business. Like, I don't want to like get other people's money. Mm. But that wasn't the game. Like, for me, like, 
I just had to shift it a bit. Like my 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 skills in sales and enterprise sales. I had to shift it a bit for investors and it's tough. Okay. So I know all the Philippine companies out there, you're probably listening to this and you guys are like, oh, 70, that's like baby numbers. Yeah. Cause it's like a hundred, 120. Uh, and we all try, like there's a lot of people fundraising right now, right? But it's tough. It's really tough. But in some respects, in, in some sense, uh, like Philippines for them is not like the hottest market, Nope. you know? So it's not like it, it, you still have to sell them in the Philippines and stuff. So I had to learn all these things. Like, what are they looking for? What are the red flags? 70 pitches. And then uh, with YC, I talked to 12 and 10 said yes. Ooh, so I was like, huh, look at that. That's your batting average. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. So it, it's important. Like, for if you're going to run a startup, you have to develop that skill. That's also a skill, like fundraising, that getting people to believe in you. And but what it's not just the concept of fundraising. What I got better at is telling the story of, of David and myself. Because one thing that I came out of Expanse of is like shame. Like, okay, I, you know, it sucks. Like, you know, the product sucks. Like, mm. like whatever. Like, we, yeah, we had to close it and, you know, it gets to you, right? Like, and I had to dig deep like, to get that confidence to tell the story, like from day one to now. Right. And I, what I realized is if you're honest with them and you tell them like straight up, like, this is what I learned from, I know I failed here, but this is what I learned. Right. They believe in you and they like you because in C to A stage, they're not like looking for the best numbers or hitting metrics. That's not, that's not what we're looking for. Correct. What they're looking for are good people to bet on. And, I eventually got to a point where I can sell that. Like me and David are people that you can bet on. So yeah. Right. And again, in the, in the grand holy trinity of startup funding, Team Town Traction, right? E-commerce is an easy yes. There's a big ass yeah. Tam. Traction mm-hmm. is that that's relative to time. But if you have the right <laughs> fucking team, then that's an easy bet to make. And since again, especially you're... two people who built brand.com in the Philippines. Exactly. Right? So and almost died, but still made it out. And that shows grit. <laughs> That's an easy decision to make, right? And have a very clean cap table. That's the most important thing because most people at this stage would have a fucked up cap table already. And they're like, oh my God, there's no room for us. It's either we dilute them or dilute, you know, it's done. But again, that was, that was a big boon. So great job. The second thing I want to find out was that um, you also had that dynamic and Josh, you... Uh, talked about this a little bit in that Kubo session that you hit that your dynamic with Dave just became more open. Like he tells you if you're getting a little bit more bossy and you're, you're getting to, you know, you, you check each other, not just on being involved with each other's lane, but there's a difference ego check, di- different ego check. Now there's grown ass yeah. men who learned how to operate like men. What was that like? Okay. So even if you're CEO or CTO, like titles don't matter. Like if you're co-founders and you have the same level of shares, you guys are basically like the main guys, both of yeah. you, right? There's one guy who's going to say, like, give the final call. Yes, but it has to be democratic. Like David has to agree and stuff. That's why it doesn't matter like in the future rounds and stuff. As long as me and David have 51%, we're going to have the same answer. We're going to have the same decision making in mind because we're going to talk about it first. But it wasn't easy to get there because... I don't want to be bossed. David doesn't want to be bossed. So our mindset in, in our old company Two was, yeah, right there. exactly. Like you take that, I take that. Let's just make it work. But now it's more collaborative. The main thing me and David are working on together is product. Like we're both in product, right? Uh, but of course we have like, we touch other st- aspects, but the, the relationship between me, and David, like I, what I, what also what we learned in iterative is 
our relationship has to be solid because nothing kills a startup more than founders fighting. You've founders seen that happen. Uh, in happens, other man. startups now, right? And again, it's it's that growth from a boy to a man. Because if you're if you're operating this like a, as a boy, I don't know if you. I'm gonna sound old as shit here. But you guys know the book Lord of the Flies, yeah. right? That, where there were kids, literally young boys, young 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 kids, got stuck in an island, and they think they're doing right, but they're kids, so they end up fucking each other up and do some horrendous things as they move along. But as men, you look at the grand scheme of things and they eventually form that brotherhood that yes, we can argue, but we're not trying to fuck each other up. We're trying to achieve the same goal. So I, I relate with that a lot because that also in, in my book with my co-founder, Joseph, we have intense debates. And sometimes lately we agree on the same page. Like, why are we on the same page? This is so weird. <laughs> You're agreeing with me. What? <laughs> I think what really helped here also, uh, this is like shout out to our wives. Yes. Like, we both got married. And when me, when me and David met each other and we started, you know, our first business, it was like, okay, it was two single guys trying to do it. Right. And the, I, I think you can speak to this also, like the mindset, like being a married person yep. and a non-married person, like the decisions are different. Like yes. the mindset is different. Like you're, it's not that like you're more careful or more risk averse. You just like, you know, in, instead of like taking like 10 seconds to think about that, you, you think about your steps, like you take like half a day or something, or I don't know, not, not half a day, but an hour to really think about it. And you're more precise. Right. I think that's the better word. Right. Like that's what I feel that, and me and David are more precise. And we know, we understand the relationship between a wife and a husband, like the responsibilities between yes. both parties, right? Like it's also, and okay, shoot me, but I really think that co-founders, it's kind of like that. You both are kind of, yes. we're kind of married also. Exactly. Like, and I agree. Somebody's, Joseph, my co-founder, yeah. is married as well. And I'm not sure this would work if this was this. We did this five, seven years ago, bro. I was too much <laughs> of a wild child. I'm still wild, but I'm a married wild child right now, right? right. Um, it's it's totally different. And that again, you 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 made it absolutely correct. It's that being even killed that you said you you're sometimes the one doubting, like, hey, am I seeing this right shit here? Because even in marriage, in marriage, there are sometimes there are things that you just ne- literally need to sleep on. Sleep on it. If you're fucking intense, sleep on it. Because majority of the time, you're probably wrong. If you're intense and you're gonna make that decision. <laughs> marriage. So the key here, even guys. If, if, even if you're right, if you get mad, you're wrong. Right. Happy so wife, happy life. <laughs> <laughs> The holy rule. So the key here, the lesson here is get married as a founder. <laughs> but okay, so now you've you've had iterative. Now it's a second try. YC. And just like you guys, again, massive, massive respect. Because you're you have the DNA, man. You just never fucking quit. But how, what this time, what did you do different? And how did you get into that second try? What was that like? There's like a like after iterative, Josh was still fundraising, uh, and we were just continuing to work the, work in the product. And I think maybe Josh, if if I forget something in the middle, come back. See, to look this. at these married um, men. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, I how know you that. know they're yeah. married, bro. That's what it is. But no, just kidding. There you go. Reflect you your rings, guys. Yes, there it is. <laughs> um, YC was 
not on the table, right? Like we applied once, and then the next batch is coming along. And like, should we apply? And like, nah, they emailed we us that we should reapply, right? Right, they did. Uh, yeah. But we said, you know, we're not comfortable yet. We're still working really hard. Um, and then eventually, like next batch, the the batch after that, so two batches passed, and we're like, huh, you know what? Nothing to lose. Why don't we just apply? And then we did, we did. So it's like a last minute decision. Also, nothing like oh, just after the YC. But so you you have to submit your application pretty early. Yes, rule so number one: don't it. do it late. <laughs> don't no, no, do no, it last David, hold on, hold on. Can I just add a little bit here? Oh, go go go, man. Okay, so. YC was a dream of ours, but we didn't want to give up the percentage, right? To to get right. to get into YC. So they just announced that you know they're now investing 500k, yes. right? And now you have to take it. You have to take the 500k, like half in an MFN and whatever. Mm-hmm. But what David's missing is we almost ran out of cash again. Yeah. <laughs> like with iterative and with our angel checks, like we almost ran out. Of How cash big was again. the team? David was like when that happened. Eight, eight or nine. Yeah. So it's still a small team. Uh, but we did hire so we can like get the product out faster and like have some support like for, for sales and stuff. But we were quickly running or running out of cash because you know we were still like basically shipments at that time was like kind of free. Yeah, <laughs> like, there was a subscription, you know, you pay us 10 pesos, who cares about that? So we weren't really necessarily making money, but so we were running out of cash and me and David looked at each other, like, okay, this, this we have to get into YC. Like we were running out of money. We were running out of money. Uh, we decided to go, get into, uh, and I was trying to raise money still. Like I was talking to, this is around the time I was talking to 70 investors, but it was hard to still convince them because what they were looking for is also like a level of pedigree, pedigree between me and David, because me and David, honestly, like we're nobodies, man. We're not like ex Google, ex Apple, ex Uber. We're nothing like that. We're not Stanford, MIT, Harvard. We're nothing like that. Mm-hmm. But so, we looked at each other and we're like, okay, what can give us money and what can give us a little bit of pedigree? It was YC. Mm-hmm. So for this batch, we reapplied. And honestly, David, I don't know if you can correct me here enough. We didn't change anything. Like, wow. The pitch was the same. Uh, the idea was the same. We just came back, basically. And I really thought that we, we had a good chance, yes. But oh, no, I, I didn't think we had a good chance. I thought we had a harder chance because like the batch sizes were cutting down also. Right. Like, it was like, they usually get 500. Now it's like 200, 250. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're like, okay, this is a harder, instead of 1%, they're getting 0.5%. Jesus Christ. So, hmm. um, and at that point, a lot of startups needed money as well. Correct. So, valuations are fucking cut down everywhere. Right. Except for seed. But, but yes. <laughs> the other thing though, um, was when we applied the first time, they said, no, we like the team, we like the product, we like the market, but the traction is not there. Right. So when we applied this time, there was traction. Yes. Yeah. Right. Wasn't enough. It wasn't like game changing, but there was some semblance. And I think that just ties into what, like YC. There was a statistic that they put 50% of people who got into YC applied more than once. So they're not the first time. Right. It's not the first time that they got it. So that's where we came in. And so when we interviewed with YC, Gustav was the one who interviewed us. It's like, oh, it's you guys. He remembered us. And then so we're like, okay, this is what we did. This is what This is what we've done during the past year and then obviously answered other more questions mm-hmm. but that's the that's the only thing that changed the traction part like, but the rest of what Shipbits was doing pretty much the same no, but I want to understand because again in order for you to get to that first 10% your application should should be hella good and there, that that storytelling is already there right I know you, you wrote about this Devo but 
just just for those people who haven't read that, what's in that application letter? If it's literally copy paste from what you sent before. So the secret sauce here is that I was the one who wrote the application okay. for us <laughs> because I've been way more of a YC follower much longer than startup uh, school so, addict right there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How many times did you get into startup school again? Oh Twice, guys. Twice, yeah, yeah. And Twice. I, I'm a fan of PG's essays, right? Yeah. Paul Graham. And so I guess like again, I I recommend this to any business or any startup that wants to start up. Like even if you're not applying to YC. Do the application because it gives you a very good picture of what the startup should know by the time they're launching. Yep. Right. So, so questions like, uh, what is your startup in 50 words or less? Um, what do you do? How do you make money, etc. So all of these things, I think the key, one of the keys is like be very clear and concise. A lot of people say like, oh, we're building jargon, the next, jargon, jargon. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's too much, too fluff. And Aye. unfortunately, there's a there's a school, there's a university here in the Philippines where it's like I've been reviewing applications. Sorry, my wife is from. No worries. That's cool. But on applications, I'm like it's so much fluff. I'm like just chop, 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 chop. Oh man. Um. So yeah. So I think that's yeah. one. Be very. This is clear. where I this is where I give props to David because. Mm. Okay, so the YC, like, if you're gonna apply, you write the application, and you only have five minutes to interview. So if you're coming in and thinking, hey, I can just bullshit my way. I can sales talk my way there. You have five minutes. Yep. You have to have ten. one. You have them. ten. You have ten. Ten, ba? Okay, sorry. Sorry, ten. 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 So you have ten minutes. Okay, there's a little bit of bullshit. Felt like there. five. <laughs> <laughs> Felt like five. Yeah, and, and the YC part, they say, they, all, they, they know what they need to know in the first two minutes. Yeah. Of that interview. So like the rest is like they do. So anyway, when it comes back to the application, be very clear. Know what you're doing. Um, and then at the same time, how impressive are you as a founder? Like, so we really like that's a time, and I think this is a key for Filipino founders. It's okay to brag about yourself. Yeah, this is the time when you do that. Flex that shit, bro. That's playing, what it is. <laughs> exactly. By by downplaying your accomplishments, you won't get anywhere. Um, so I think when when I when I went to SF that one time, I was like, huh. These guys are just like, oh, I'm, I'm ex Google, I'm ex Apple, blah blah blah. I was like, they just say it. It's like the first three sentences they they mention it. I'm like, we don't do that. Right. Like, you have to fish it out from us that you you work for somewhere big. So yeah, you know, that's and, one. And that's the downside sometimes of our culture, of the Filipinos, because we like mm. we shit on those people that, you know, sometimes again, it's 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 a narrative game, right? If you have it. You have to have a BDE, you have big dick energy. You walk into a room and you own that motherfucker Precisely. right away. Right? Like, you Precisely. know who I am, right? I don't need to introduce myself. You know who I am. And sometimes it can be done through body language, it can be done through accolades. But again, if you have a two minute window to impress that uh, guy on the other side, you got to flex that hard, but not be braggy about it. Facts only. There you go. <laughs> right? But how did you guys? portray that how did you show that you are someone to in like uh what suken uh like to say is a formidable a formidable founder yeah so we were getting our groove back not gonna lie so we were really we were really confident during the 2019 days we were really confident mm. and then you know the blow the, the hit to the gut basically like we lost all of that and during the whole iterative and racing some funds and stuff like that we were like okay yeah, all right. I'm remembering who I am. I'm remembering who I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And 
I, I think that just came out because yeah, the first time we applied for YC, it was like, oh, damn, like, okay, if we get in, we're going to pursue this. If we don't, sad life. Something like that, right? That was our mindset the first time. But this time we were like, you need us because who else are you going to take? Something like that. Yes. No, that's true. And you have to have yeah. that irrational confidence as a founder because nobody exactly. else will have that, right? Everybody else will doubt you. But if you have that irrational confidence plus the never give up attitude that you get, you will never die. And as long as you're mm-hmm. fighting, you would have that par- perfect opportunity to, again, experience that hockey stick moment. I think something so I, I I also, it was mentioned to me by one of our investors also. Like they knew us like from the early days and mm-hmm. stuff. And they knew like our challenges and how many times. And then he told me that, you know, lesser men would have quit the first time. And then even lesser men would have quit like the second time and stuff like that. But you don't, like you just don't want to. Like why? And Ron, I don't have an answer. Like we just don't want to. Like we just want to quit. They just want to do something good. Yeah, we're not gonna die, man. Like even no matter what happens, even if like God, God forbid, like even if we lose it two point two, like we're not gonna die. We're gonna find a way out of it. No, and that's true. I I, I empathize so much because we went through the same process in PNE. Still, still, we're still in the still same thick of it. You know, I was asking you for help and all this shit. Didn't get it. Fucking a. We live to die another day. Right and requires balls, big brass yeah, yeah. balls, and and a little bit there. Like another Game of Thrones line is, you know, what is dead will never die. Yeah, he already died a lot of times. Like, <laughs> yeah, we go. know, we know how yep. sucky it is. But what is dead will never die. It's supposed to show what the Josh been watching lately. Uh, House of the Dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's not talk about episode. There you, four. Go. <laughs> the there you go. <laughs> All right. Um. All right, but before we take our last break, so you got into YC. Was it all that you expected or was it something totally different than what you see in Startup School Demo? Oh, man, it is so different. Um, we got a call three weeks, four weeks before the program actually started. Oh, wow. They say, okay, three weeks, four weeks in, batch has already started. There was a batch before you that came in, got accepted last week. They have a one-week head start ahead of you. Got to keep going. Like, these what? are the things. Here's a, here's a manual. Read everything. Blah, blah, blah. It's a boot camp. So YC is like the boot camp for startups. Um, there are, there's this manual called Bookface, where any and every topic um, about startups from equity to finding product market fit. The to holy hiring, grail. And all of it comes from people who have run Airbnb. DoorDash, Y Combinator. So it's so rich. Like, I think the first week or two, Josh and I were just like reading the manual, like exchanging notes. I saw this. This is really cool. I saw this. It's really cool. So Batch hasn't even started. We were already doing, we were learning so much. Pre-learning. Yeah. yeah. All right. Now let's take our last break. And when we come back, we'll continue how you did the YC experience. And again, how Josh was able to get that 2.2 mil. And what's up next for shipping. Hey, Hustlers, it's time to talk business once again, and we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors, Sprout Solutions. And again, just like what I said at the start of the episode, you should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter 
suggest you grow your own startup because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level as you grow your employees. And this bundle is your key to freedom, including payroll outsourcing to experts, a subscription to timekeeping and attendance software, and government compliance services. Sprouts Payroll Starter has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes, all the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game. And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions for liberating your time for what truly matters. Hey, hustlers, wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents? Well, I got good news because today's sponsor, Uno Digital Bank, is here to help you achieve your financial goals. You can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Pilipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with Gcash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag UnoReady savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag UnoEarn or hashtag UnoBoostTime deposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag UnoEarn Earn in flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. Other app features include pay bills, the Uno Virtual Debit MasterCard, life insurance, scan and pay with QRPH, and phones. And the one thing that I really love about Uno Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like Uno can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hey, hustlers, I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023, and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. Not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor, Dragon Pay, is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels, giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. Dragon Pay is your trusted choice for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit Dragon Pay is. Dragon Pay was named Fintech of the Year at last year's Philippine Fintech Festival in 2020. 
So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer. Trust DragonPay. Let's talk about that more after the break. And we're back. We're break. We are still with Josh and David, who then told us how they got to YC, how they refused to die, right? Um, because that's where how you really find out who's in here to really win. Because most people are like, oh, I, I want to be a startup founder because I want to be in TechCrunch. I want to be in Esquire. You know, I want to be in this list or whatever the fuck that is. Dude, it's not easy. It never is. It's sometimes actually sadistic because nine times out of 10, it's sad. It's stressful. But that one time eliminates all that nine times where it's fucked up and it's worth it at the end. But I want to then find out first one thing before we talk about your YC experience. You can't do this alone. You had eight people you said. Was there anything different over how the type of people you surrounded yourself this time? Because we knew that this was not going to be a a two-man show. You had to surround yourself with a team that's also going to bring you there. How did you build this team from the ground up again? Small business mindset is hire the most affordable, right? Hire the most affordable and expect the moon from them or something like that. So uh, that's how we used to run. Uh, Hire people... Uh, give them like, like, offer them really low salaries, and whoever bites, that's the person who's gonna carry it through. The eight people that we got, whatever they're asking was, we gave it to them because we were like, "Hey, because there's is no more, there's no more cuddling time here. This is not like, and that's what we we did stuff like that before with with our old company. We were like, you know, how do we train you up, yes. whatever. But that's not what you're looking for in startups. Like you're looking for somebody who comes in, contributes right away, and that's what that was our expectation from the from day one. We're gonna give you your asking, but fuck, contribute. Like, and yeah. then that's one thing. Like with the eight people, like we lost a lot of people, and we had to let go of a lot of people because we we're like, oh, you're not after three months, you're not cutting it. Goodbye. Get the fuck out of here. Mm. But the ones who do stay, those are the we know. Those are the ones who don't quit on us, and you know who have been contributing early on. So that's one thing our mindset has changed. Like that's also what Suken has been teaching us. Where just get a contributors. That's it. Like this is not like don't let somebody like fuck up the goal. Like everybody has to be aligned, and every everybody has to work towards that. Okay. So I, I have a question here. Sorry, I'll cut you off because this is something go, that's go, go. been really a hot take everywhere, and I have very strong emotions against it. There's this 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 uh, word being thrown around called quiet yeah, quitting, yeah. right? Yeah. And how say hey the yeah, people but... that don't that understand your boundaries are exploiters. And you know in startups I've always been saying this: it's startup founders we want to pay you as much as we want to, but we have limited runway and we're not we don't take pride and we don't want to outwork you and whatnot. If if we can do it ourselves, we have already done it. But what's your take on this in the people that you chose to hire? Because again, I'll, I'll just share this. I just went through a massive, we, I got hit by the great resignation shit. Apparently, I have quiet critters. And those quiet critters sometimes, they like to sing in chorus. It's just like pe- babies in a, in a <laughs> toddler. Someone cries, all the motherfuckers cry. Right? <laughs> I'm like, damn it, what, what is going on? And it's a big ass headache. The biggest learning I got is as soon as you get to multiple layers of people 
Like everything's not directly one down to you. You need to start hiring, hiring HR already. When everybody's no longer, as soon as there's a layer of there's two what two downs, hire an HR because it's it's a big fucking pain in the ass. But what's your take? Quiet quitting and hiring the right people who understand the hustle. First of all, I can't believe I triggered this. I don't want to take this. Like David, you want to take it? <laughs> no, I'll, I'll just say like a really short answer. I don't know if it it, it answers the question or not. But I mean, if you're part of the Chipmates team, right? Our goal is we are gonna we're all gonna win together. At the same time, you help us, and at the same time, we'll help you, right? Like we're gonna do our best in talking to investors, talking to the best people out there who can help us build the product. So at the end of the day, you get rewarded as well, right? So, but at the same time, it's very high stakes for us, and so that's why in, at the start of um, like even when we're interviewing right now, we're saying if you're here to just like chill out. Um, Wait, I have boundaries table. Don't message me after five hours. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> we make that very clear. We're like, this is not for you. This is all go go go. Because at the same time, we say we we do the same, right? We're go 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 as well, and so we expect yeah. that. Don't so you dare message me. We make it very clear. It's five yeah, p.m. I'll touch on this a little bit. Like, so. Isn't because so quiet quitting is not not going above and beyond, right? It's only mm-hmm. like ninety five. Mm-hmm. They don't you leave the office by five. Can't be. That's you can't okay. talk to them because that's abuse. Yeah. Apparently, no. Okay, so here's the thing. So the concept there is, what did you do from nine to five, right? Maybe. That's okay. So with <laughs> with shipmates, we don't have a time. Like you can start work whenever you want. Um, you control your time. You can yeah. take you know leaves whenever you want. Nobody's gonna stop you. But how we're gonna measure you is not by the time you spent, but it's by what you're doing. So we know like everybody's work from home now, right? So it's very like you know this. Like it's hard to manage people yeah. from from home. We have an office, but nobody wants to go to the office. Right. But the thing is, like, we know where we have to go. We So we have clear KPIs. Mm. You have to get this, we have to get this, we have to get this. And if it doesn't get hit, then obviously you spent, like, the Monday to Friday doing shit. Mm. So we're not going to, I'm not going to message you at 6 p.m. Fine, that's okay. But what did you do from 9 to 5? That's right. my only thing. Sure. And it's so output-based at the, the end job. of the day, right? Exactly. Just do the job. It's not, that's, I know quiet quitting is an issue for a lot of employers, but... If you keep them in an office also from nine to five, that that honestly, like I've done the corporate rat race, right? right. Like you can do your work in two hours, mm. but that's a corporate job, right? Correct. But in a startup, if you're working for a startup, man, you are important. Like I just want to say, like I know, like I've been trashing on HR stuff. Like this is probably gonna get you know a lot of issues. Don't but- worry, we're all gonna get canceled together. All three of us, married men. Oh, All right. so, yeah, okay. <laughs> but the thing is, if you're working for a startup, it's not like working for a company. Like you will feel your your efforts, you will feel what you do, and that's what a lot of people crave. That so a lot of the young guys who we're 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 hiring are you know have experience working for a company where you just do something you know send an email once and that's it that's your whole day. But here it's different. Like you have to do so many things for it to work. And honestly, some people love that. Like majority of people would love that. They want to be in a situation where they feel they're part really of the company and they can see that, you know, whatever you're doing can really propel or, you know, hold down a company and people like that. So the people that we keep understand that they understand that this is something we have to build the the goal. And one thing I adjusted also is I gave everybody 
what are the fundraising goals? I, I, I taught them about what is seed, what is A, what is B, what is C, what does it mean to be in those places? And what are the things we have to hit to hit those things? I am right. open and honest with everybody in our team. Like right now, we have an A goal. Like we have to get to series yep. A. Like, and what is the we have to get this many shipments for us to get to series A. And everybody knows that. Yeah. Common goals, common North Star. But I'll just uh, double down here. I'm not shitting on quiet quitting. Okay. <laughs> Let me just clarify this before you cancel us out here. Okay. Quiet quitting. I'll admit I've done that too when I was working nine to five. Yeah, for sure. Who you know, too. but I that's valid if you don't have the North Star, just like what Josh said. In a startup, you cannot afford to have quiet quitters there because it's high impact, high stakes on a day-to-day basis. And there's no guarantee 90% of startups fail. I'm just saying quiet quitting is valid. I understand. I've done that myself. Back back then, we called that petics, okay? That's what we call it. (laughs) Us titos, we call that petics, right? But you can't afford to have that in a tech startup because we're chasing high goals in high growth. So it's imperative as a startup founder that you make sure that you get the right people on the boat. Because if you get the wrong people on the boat, you get quiet quiet critters here. They'll do. It's not fun. All of a sudden, it's a dramathon, right? And then all of a sudden, you're like, oh God, this is this is a whole nother headache. It's a distraction and it can literally make or break your startup. In the wrong if if you hit it got hit in the wrong place at the wrong time. It can be a, a kiss. But again, maybe one last final take on this is just like, it's just, I guess, more for founders, they understand that it's a pay now, play later type of situation, right? Pay your juice now, work really hard now, you get to enjoy it later. But if you want to enjoy it right now, then maybe the startup's not for you. Correct. And that's, there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. You can work in yeah. a normal, again, a thousand employee type of company. Your, your contributions there are not going to be that important. And you're playing the odds, right? Not yeah, every startup succeeds, right? See you like, in Island, okay? See you in Silo tonight. Be on the guest list, but Party Files no longer around, so find a promoter. Uh, <laughs> right, there you go. Right? I don't know if people even still do that. I've, I've been in a club in a long time. But you know what I'm saying? This, this is it's a sticky subject, but I'm always just wearing the perspective of a startup founder. We need hustlers here. We cannot have quiet quitters or people who are only going to do what they're paid for. Because even if we put all our efforts combined with the stakes and the type of ambitious goal, we can't get it out. But I guarantee you, if you join a startup and you're listening here, you're not a founder, you just want to join a startup, you're advancing your career growth five to 10 years ahead because of what you're going to get. You're never going to get that in a regular nine to five where you can quiet quit. That's what's at stake. All right. So sorry for <laughs> I had to put it out just there. I was like, oh my God. Just cut that. <laughs> There's this thing called anti hassle culture. What am I going to do with my startup? Uh, with my podcast? If- it's a, well, I think it's a different thing, man. Like, there, there are just some people who just want to live life. And honestly, sometimes I sometimes I envy them. Like, I want the quiet life. Yeah. Sorry, if you hear the sirens and so It's fine. But yeah. So if you want, sometimes I envy like the quiet, like 95, go to work, whatever. But Man, like startups are different. Like again, like, it's same mindset. It's different with business. Like the, the mindset between business and startups are different. For employees as well, it's different. It's just different. Right. We just sometimes people like to create that false dichotomy of that. Oh, if you cannot, if you don't want to hustle, you need to be a quiet quitter. There's always a middle ground, and sometimes I fucking 
pathetic still. I need that. I need to recharge. But six days out of seven, I will hustle. Right? But don't shit on me for, you know, trying to reach my ambitions because you don't have those ambitions. You know, you don't. And if you don't have no ambition, I'm not going to shit on you. Fine. Good luck. Be contented. Right? But don't shit on us. We're, we're, we're trying to achieve something great here. Anyway, going back. So fundraising YC. Let's continue the YC experience. After you got experience, uh, exposure to this, um, this, this holy grail of a book, what was it like? What was the network like? Because this was in person. You did this in person, right? What, what, what was that even? And how did that propel you? And what were the new learnings that you also, also had to learn? YC right now is still Hybrid. largely remote. Ah, okay. Cool. It's, re- it's remote. But what they did add now was like, before the batch starts, they'll gather everybody. You'll fly to Sonoma. You get to meet everybody. Nice. Um, and so I was just like, oh, okay, hey, what's your name? Oh, I used to work for Apple. Uh, and uh-huh. I worked on the Apple M1 Silicon. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> or I'm this guy from SpaceX. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, oh, I'm just me. I'm David from the Philippines. That's it. That's all I can say. <laughs> I did yeah, not feel... I just wanted... I also hear, like, just to add there, David, like, yeah, so yeah. our first YC, like the whole, the remote thing, the YC gather of everybody, right? So, you know, what's funny, our last day for YC is tonight. So, oh, so there you go. on the first day, like the first meeting with everybody, um, there was a question. Okay. Uh, so they, they asked a bunch of questions. Where are you from? So everybody would type in the chat, Philippines, Spain, States, obviously. Okay. So, um, and then there's a question down the line that said, where did you drop off from? Like, where, where did you drop out of from? So, huh? and then I was looking at the chat. It was like Harvard, MIT, Stanford, blah, 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 blah. blah. So apparently, if you're going to those prestigious schools and you get into YC, that's a sign that you stop you stop school, go do your startup. And Shit. me and David were like, I didn't need to drop off. Like, yeah, that's you. Animal. There you go. Yeah, I know, but uh-huh. it's nothing compared to those schools. We are nobody. Was there like, imposter are... syndrome? How did you combat that? A, a little bit. A little bit. No, but like, it also, you know, it helped. It, obviously, for me, like, uh, the first seconds, like, God damn, like, why am I here? Why would they, why, what did I even get? How did I even get here? But the next thing is, huh, I'm here. I made it. I, I'm at the same we level as these guys. Yeah. yeah. So that checks the pedigree thing, there right? Like that checks the pedigree thing. So maybe just one more to add. It's like, oh, and then I, I started going to the Asians. So it's like, at least I just more people I can build with. <laughs> and same time zone. No, no. Same time zone because it's just so hard to build. With you people. just became racist for yourself right there. No, 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 no. I just said I want to talk to people who are on the same time. Okay, okay. GMT plus That's eight, GMT plus eight here, please. Plus eight, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> My God, like twelve to two a.m. Oh, calls. Anyway, so I was talking to them. I was like, "Oh, what do you do?" I said, "Oh, I, I'm a CTO from a large grocery startup. Uh, have you heard of Honest Bee?" I'm like, "What the heck?" Yes, <laughs> this guy. <laughs> so even then, it's like, okay, I'm really nobody <laughs> here. <laughs> so. Yeah, so it is fun. Um, we got to meet a lot of people. Mm. Um, nobody's discriminatory. Everybody's like, hey, we're here together. We're building the next thing. And what do you do? And how can I help you? Uh, I know this guy. I can help you introduce you, blah, blah, blah. So the whole thing. So another thing about YC is like the network is top class, Oof. right? And they introduce you to this network right away. 
And they want to make you feel that because one, you meet your batchmates, but after you meet your batchmates, the next thing they say is like, oh, these are YC alumni. Damn. So I think the third, the third call that we got was like, we met the Airbnb. What? And then maybe a week or two after we met Patrick Collison from Stripe. What? It's like, it's kind of crazy because we're hearing like, Never been told stories about how their startups were in the early days. Yeah, they'll never be shared unless you get into YC. Unless you so get on hustle share also. So please hook me up. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no chance in hell. There you go. Everybody has a chance. Uh, so Yun, so YC just it's not just the fundraising. It's not just the 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 name. Yeah. There's also the network and there's also the learnings, and they just want to help you succeed, right? Now let's talk about two point two mil. 10 out of 12. You should have that as a shirt. 10 out of 12, right there. Ooh, 10 out of 12. There you right go. There. Yeah, let's go. All right. Um, how did what are what did you change in your pitch and how did you then ace it? Because again, we've talked about this a little bit. You know, there's always FOMO, you there's a back channel style, right? But at the end of the day, it's a storytelling technique. What so, did you change and how did you get it done? Well, before I get to what I changed, like one thing we had going for us is we had a product. Mm-hmm. Like we had traction, we had customers, we had people paying us. And a lot of our batchmates, they got they got idea. it with an idea. Wow. And they're just building a website now. And you know, like and that stood out. Like that's a lot to a lot of investors because oh, this somebody's making money here. Like right. I, I talked to all of them, at least somebody's <laughs> making money here. It's not a pre-launch thing, whatever. Right, and right. I used it to our advantage. I was like, hey, we have a product right here. Um, but on the fundraising front, I will be honest with you, I did not change a thing. Wow. The same pitch I gave the 70 people, it was the same p- pitch I gave the 12 people. It was, this is shipmates, blah, blah, blah. Like, I think more than half, like nine or eight of that, I didn't even have a deck. Like, I didn't even show a deck. I was just talking to these guys. I was just telling the story of, okay, we're shipmates. We're here in YC now. Um, we're learning all these things and stuff like that. And this is the product, blah, blah, blah. And it became that way. And it resonated because I think that was the thing that was missing, right? We knew oh, there's still a lot to prove for shipmates. Like yeah. they, we we have to still get them in. You know, we still have to get PMF, right? But again, the reason why we got into YC is because even before the, the TAM was correct, yep. the, the team was correct, the product was correct, the solution was correct, uh, the problem was correct. It just lacked that little, you know, that, that Tabasco. There you go. The, 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 or jalapeno. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Just a little, a little if, soft. If you think about it, in, in YC, so every time you talk to investors, they'll have like a due diligence phase, right? But if you get accepted into YC, it's almost as if you skip the due diligence because you let YC do the due diligence for you. And it's not just that. They will groom you for the next three months. So that's why you look much, much hotter as a, as a startup post-YC than outside of the YC system. So, I mean, this this applies to any um, big accelerators, but that's the difference, right? Um, versus just like going straight to investors and pitching them. How long did it take for you guys to raise the 2.2 mil? I, we knew about this like two months ago. <laughs> wow. That yeah. is amazing. But in terms of time that you started pitching all the way to you, you got the term sheets and all. 
How? I pitched around like a month in within YC and then like I closed it after a month as well. Holy shit. Wow, that's amazing. And that's again, that's the ability for you because you're already legitimized right away. Whereas in the traditional VC route, you're going to have to go through a little bit more hoops. Like, you know, go through three to four pages, meetings. 30-page TDs. Yeah, 30, <laughs> you have an amazing data room. You know, yeah, <laughs> meet somewhere, whatever. But again, there's multiple ways to skin a cat. It's just that we're telling a story. If you do want to go to the YC route, it's high risk, high reward. And don't get your feelings hurt because most people said get snows, right? But if you do get it, again, a startup that almost died is now in a way, way, way better position. But before uh, I let you go, and again, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have you again when you are a Sunicorn already. Um, what's next? What What's up next for you guys? And what's the mindset now as grown ass men who's uh, evaded? death or startup death as you go along when when the announcement came out and when i told david the race also honestly i was happy for like 10 minutes max i was happy when i saw the tech crunch article we always wanted to be in tech crunch uh we got in um you by the way graceful just... piece of <laughs> <laughs> there you go no but like, like there's, no, a, there's, kidding, a, there's a statement out there that you have to raise more than two million to get to tech crunch so that was my goal also just get to two mil right <laughs> i just want to get two mil to get to tech crunch but yeah so i was happy for a few minutes man like honestly because my head is like okay see this cool and shit but Nah, I want to build something. I want to be in Sudicorn. I want to be. I want to be that. Like I believe we can make it there. I, I really firmly believe that. I, I think everything we're doing is correct. Um, but it's just like from seed to A, uh, or whatever the future for us is. It's just back to work for us. That that was my mindset. Like happy for five minutes, back to work. Like after right after the announcement, we had an all hands and we were like, Aye. focus up. This is not a win. Like it's a win, fine. But you no, know, like. There's just so much work ahead. Yeah, us, and so. the stakes are higher, to be honest, because now you have investors that count on you, mm-hmm. that uh, yep. rely on that past growth. Because everything that you just said on that storytelling that you said you were going to do, the time is ticking. You need to hit those fucking metrics. And again, exactly. if you've evaded death, again, what is dead will never die. Again, amazing, amazing story. Josh and Devo, always an amazing thing. Again, I know this is not going to be the last time I'm going to be talking to you. But people, if you, you, if, if you want to work with them, Josh and David, David, where do they go? And how do they reach out to you if they want to use Shipmates? Oh, just check us out at shipmates.app. Uh, you, if you're looking for a job, just you're hiring right now. So just use the intercom, ask for careers. You're, you're going to get something. Now, and if you are an online seller and you feel that, you know, you need some help on logistics and you want an automated solution, hit us up also on shipmates.app. That's .app. So, yeah. All right. Again, thank you so much, guys. But before I let you go, follow us on whatever podcast app you're listening to, whether Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any type of podcast app. And again, it's, they did say some jargon. Like, you know, if you want to see the article that Deval created, it's going to be in the show notes in hustleshare.com. And lastly, if you want to be part of the community, you can go to the Hustle Share community on Facebook to hang out with all the other Hustle Share listeners. Again, Josh and Devo, thank you very much. Thanks, Ron. All right. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thanks, Peace.